You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello and welcome you all. So this is the final installment of the Entrepreneurs in Therapy series. I am super excited for y'all to hear this episode in that y'all are going to be listening to me and my one of my favorite people in the entire world. Hi, if you follow me on Instagram, you know when I get my hair done, girl, I act up. I say I act up with the K. And Ty is the hands behind my hair, but also more importantly, she is such an amazing, amazing spirit. First of all, follow her, support her. She is so amazing. If you're a hairstylist, if you're a makeup artist, if you do anything creative with your hands, she is someone that I just truly, truly admire in her walk with God. And so I definitely wanted to interview her. However, we ended up talking for almost two hours. And so our episodes are going to be broken up into a part one and part two. So this is part one as she talks about her journey into entrepreneurship She's been a full-time entrepreneur now for three years, but she also talked about how she goes about doing the God ideas and the things that God gives her. That's more than just being behind the chair. And so you'll hear all of that in this episode. And then part two, we're going to talk about what it means for her to um, be in business as a person that's gone to counseling and how that has impacted her business and God. And so I'm so excited for you to hear this episode and don't you worry, sis next week, I have a treat for you. I am going to, after she gets her part two done, the episode after that will be my personal entrepreneur story. So a lot of people have asked me about my journey as an entrepreneur and someone that's kind of a side hustler, almost going into entrepreneurship full time. I'm almost there. I'm super excited about that. And so I want to talk about my walk and what that has looked like. And so y'all will hear that after part two. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I love you so much. And we'll talk next week. This episode of the Therapy is a Christian podcast is brought to you by the Time Management Masterclass. If you are someone that struggles with procrastination, getting organized, managing all the things on your plate, and find yourself constantly overwhelmed by a growing to-do list, kids, work, then sis, I got you. You need the Time Management Masterclass. 
I've worked now with over 20 women one-on-one with managing their time management. Many of those ladies were single moms, married, working moms, graduate students, entrepreneurs, and all came from different struggles and different backgrounds when it came to managing their time. So I took everything I teach my clients and packed it into a 90-minute masterclass that breaks down all of the strategies and tools you need in order to overcome procrastination, getting disciplined, focusing more, and effectively planning your week, and most of all, cutting down distractions. Over 30 plus women have completed this masterclass and said it brought such clarity to their lives and they felt more efficient to tackle their day and week with the tools that I provided them. In this masterclass, you'll also receive a full on companion guide that will walk you through all of the strategies and tools that I use to give my clients so you can be able to see what strategies work best for you. I'm basically giving you a full toolkit that you can leave with to transform your time management. So I'm offering my listeners a discount through this promo using the word podcast to get 10% off the masterclass. So go to risingrenee.com slash shop or scroll up on your phone to see the link in the show notes and you'll get 10% off by using the word podcast. Now let's get to the show. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I am your host, Rosalind Renee, and welcome to another episode of the show. Welcome to another installment of Entrepreneurs in Therapy. And I am extremely excited about this episode because I have my boo, my sis, and the girl that keeps me slayed, period, with the hair, baby. So if y'all follow me on Instagram, every time I get my hair done, you know I cut up. I act up with a cat and the only hands I'm going to let touch my hair besides the girl that does my braids is the one and only Tyronda Jones, a.k.a. the Tylux Experience, a.k.a. my boo tie. So say hey, sis. What up, girl? You are just so... <laughs> I love you. Your energy is radiating <laughs> over here. <Yeah. laughs> Thank you so much for your lovely introduction. <laughs> Period. And we're on camera, but y'all can't see us, but I got, I'm flowing my hair, you know what I'm saying? But Ty is the reason my hair is flowing, this glow from this baby is flowing, but she's also just my sister and I love her so much. So I brought her on the show, y'all, because... Ty is not only a full-time entrepreneur, but Ty has also been in therapy and she is an extremely, extremely Holy Ghost filled, Holy Ghost anointed, (laughs) Holy Ghost hand touched sister. So that's my girl. So we're going to talk today um, about her journey with business, her journey in entrepreneurship, but also her journey in um, her relationship with God and therapy. So Ty, so why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your businesses? I'll say that. Sure. Um, so um, I'm Ty. I go by the Tylux experience. Um, I um, am a um, professional cosmetologist. I have been doing hair for about four years now, professionally going on five. 
Um, and I love it. I specialize in natural hair. This year, I'm venturing off into um, doing uh, more stuff behind, um, away from behind the chair. I'm launching a products, um, a hair extension line, and a clip-in line. Um, Shamus Plug, Shop Lux Pro. So I'm really um, excited about that and to be doing some stuff, different kind of stuff away from behind a chair. Um, still working, working behind the chair for some of my clients that may be listening. But just doing some stuff away from behind the chair to kind of move back a little bit and just kind of, you know, stretch my wings a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So for all my girls who are like interested in anything related to extensions, hair, how to do hair, cosmetology, all that kind of stuff ties the girl. Like I always like say, like she got the hands, period, sis. Okay. If you want a good silk press, baby, fly to Memphis. Just come to Memphis one good time, sis. Okay. And book her. Now, when she opens her books, you got to book it within 30 minutes. Otherwise it's going to be closed. We <laughs> could get an appointment, <laughs> period. Okay. So, <laughs> so before we get into anything related to all of the things you do, of course, I want you to talk about, so you've been, you've been doing hair for going on five years. How long have you been a full-time entrepreneur? So only about three years. So when I first um, started doing hair, I was working in a a commission-based salon. So with that type of salon, it's pretty much you're kind of like an employee. You know, you're working off commission. Um, You're under uh, the salon's, actual salon's brand. And so I was doing it probably about a year and a half. And then um, at that point, I started my own business. And that's a long testimony in itself. Um, Long story short, that I end up, I started to brand it and market it myself individually, you know, from the salon. Cause I just knew what kind of stylist and, you know, that guy had already called me to be, I knew who I was going to be. So I was just trying to make a name for myself outside of the salon. However, they in particular salon saw it as a threat and they mm-hmm. fired me. Mm-hmm. So they fired me like a year and a half in. it was nothing but God ordaining myself because I literally had no intentions on leaving that place. Like I just wanted to be known, you know, for my, myself and my individuality. But at that moment, God was like, okay, you know, this is the start of um, everything that I had promised you. You said you wanted to step out. I, you know, you're called to be a business owner. Well, guess what? Boom, here you go. So I got fired probably like the end of November around Thanksgiving. Um, maybe the first, um, of December, I had my own salon suite, servicing my own clients, like everything booming. And from that day to this one, my clientele has grown substantially. So, yes, mm-hmm. about three years now, this December, it'll be three years that I've been in business for myself. So you started kind of giving it your process. You were working within a commission-based salon. At that point, you wanted to individualize yourself. And just to kind of set myself apart a little bit, you know, and not just be doing hair you know I know I didn't just want to do hair like I wanted to for myself to be a brand mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. okay and then then the get is a threat and you ended up yes. to be pushed out of me. the list yes I couldn't believe it okay. but it was necessary so talk about that process so talk about the start what was the things that kind of what got you started and what has that process been like now three years in um, it's so crazy. Um, God had already been feeding me stuff and giving me instruction and telling me what to do. So a little bit before that, he just told me to just save all of my clients lists from the um, um, booking system that we that the salon was using. He was like, OK, just get every person's information that you've ever serviced, like for the whole year and just save it on your computer. Write it down. And it was probably like 300 and some odd clients. And so when they fired me, 
I had all of my client lists, you know, and so all I did was went into my computer, shoot them an email. Hey, I'm no longer with this establishment, you know, whatever, whatever. And I'll now be booking my own appointments. Like, and from that, literally people started booking. Of course, it wasn't as, you know, busy as it is now. However, I feel as though God had already set me up for something that I didn't even know I was ready for. So, I, yeah, I just shot, you know, everyone an email and sent them my booking link. And and I was and I moved like 20 minutes away. And so but the clients, you know, they didn't care. Like they they literally came like I showed up and they literally came like I still to this day don't know where all these clients come from. So it's like God is, is orchestrating everything for sure. Yes. Okay. So talk about that because the, mm-hmm. the, um, you were basically obedient to what you were told to do for sure so that's the biggest thing when it comes to like especially being god being the ceo of your business being obedient to when he tells us to do stuff girl if you had not did that girl i I would have never how i found you i want to say for me what do you remember the story we were um we just kind of connected on instagram like you will reply to my you know instagram stories and stuff like that and we just randomly started following each other. I'm not sure if you were, you know, search, searching for style. You didn't say that specifically, but we had just been so much engaging with each other, you know, through uh, social media. You was like, girl, I like you talking about God all the time. You keep that up and blah, yes, blah, blah. Yes, so yes, that was it. was like, I'm coming to get my hair done. That was it. That was something <laughs> like, this baby is a yep. God bless hands, honey. Yes. Every time I see you post a picture, I'm just like, my God, I've never seen it. Because every time I have been to get a silk press, and I'm not going off on tangent now, silk press, always somebody would, would use a pressing comb. And my hair would end up, I would never yeah. have curls anymore. All right. Time. And so, but anyway, because we're not talking about hair. We're talking about the board. Okay, so <laughs> going back to your story, mm-hmm. having had been obedient, did you start to, was it, was it a lot at first? Did you have a lot of clientele at first? And like, what was the process that you used to grow? Um, of course, uh, with anything, I was most definitely scared, you know, to step out. And honestly, like I said, I had no intentions on leaving that place. So it was nothing but God pushing me out that they even fired me. And so stepping out, um, I, uh, I was kind of frantic. I was just kind of looking for a place and just really was just going to, I had started to speak, speak myself, get nervous and kind of worried. And I never forget that day when I left that night, God is like, just rest, you know, be still. I even took like two weeks off, I think, after that. And God was like, just don't do nothing. You know, I'm going to pretty much set you up. And so I found the space that I'm um, in um, now. And I had already knew where I was going to go. God had already given me that place. And when I went there, um, they told me that they would give, and I had, honestly, I had zero dollars to my name, mind you, when I left that place, because honestly, I was not saving no money. I was money. I was spending it as quick as it came. Um, and I had zero dollars to my name. I had been off work um, for, t- for a particular reason, I think two weeks before that. So anyway, I had no money. And when I went to the suite that I was in now, the owners told me that they would give me the first two weeks free. And I, I literally only could scrape up enough to pay for the insurance that I needed to start up, you know, to, 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 to actually start to working. And so after that, like I said, once I opened the book to the clients, like two weeks, like that was coming. And then mind you, I was only getting 50% of my uh, money with the commission-based salon. Now I work for myself. I'm getting a hundred percent. Like that's a double return in a, literally a, a amount of two weeks. You know, so what what I could have used as something diminishing, like, oh, my God, I got fired. 
like determination was really meant for elevation. Like I literally doubled my income, you know, in a matter in a in a week. And so it was most definitely um um uh kind of just kind of frightening, you know, you're kind of scared to jump out there. Even after I got fired, it's like, dang God, you know, what am I gonna do? Or where the clients gonna come from? I most definitely, you know, was scared. Don't get me wrong, I'm most definitely afraid of what was to come. How was I going to make it work? How was I going to make my ends meet? But I just literally, um, you know, every day I would say, okay, God, you know, this is me, me making him the CEO of my business. Okay, God, you know, this is your business. You know, I'm trusting you. I'm, I'm just going to show up and I'm counting on you to bring the people. And he's been bringing the people ever right. since then. Right. <laughs> I'll be ready. Yes. You <laughs> ready. Alarm clock is set, period. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So talk about what were some of the challenges you faced within, okay, now you're in this new place, starting your business, trying to build clientele. You can talk about the mental challenges, but even more so the practical challenge. What were the things that you were kind of, that you faced early on? So, um, uh, of course, building my clientele. We wanted to, when I was in beauty school, um, I had zero clients, like zero clients. And it's it, it's crazy because um, I didn't even, doing hair was not even something that I aspired to do. Like I always knew how to do hair. Um, however, um, I was taught in school, I was always the academic one, you know, making all A's, all B's. I was a scholar. So it was intended, uh, you know, or suggested that I was going to go to college, you know, and get a quote unquote real job. And so I um, never forget, um, I was in high school. And you know how you have those guidance counselors, you know, to just kind of guide you in your uh, kind of elective classes or whatever. And so I, I and I um, one day I was trying to pick my classes for my 12th grade year and it was just kind of like an extra class, you know, like a vocational type stuff. And I was like, I want to do cosmetology, you know, just for my extra class. And my guidance counselor was like, no, you're not going to do that. That's for people who don't go to college. And so and that, was, that was out when I was in 11th grade. So honestly, I just kind of like compartmentalized doing here as something that was not a real job. You know, it was not a, a career path that I could do. You know, I just thought that I literally had to go to college to get a quote unquote, again, real job. And so I didn't realize that that stuck with me until like six, seven, you know, almost eight years later, I'm sitting at a job that I hate. Um, by this time I had dropped out of school because I didn't know what I wanted to do. It wasn't the grace, I was making the grace, but I just did not see purpose, you know, in what I was doing. And literally one night I was sitting at a job that I hate and I'm just feel like emotionally at rock bottom and like, God, I know this can't be it. Like what, like, what is it? I know you have more for me. And I feel like he just spoke to me and said, why aren't you doing here? Mm. And I'm looking at, and it's just me in the room and I'm looking around and I'm like, why are you not doing here? You know how I many just like that. And that night I signed up for, for beauty school, literally that night. I started a few months after. And in that moment, I've never felt such purpose, you know, and just such in light on what my life could possibly be before. Um, and so from that day to this one, I have been pushing it, you know, pushing it. And I, like I said, I had zero clients. So I was struggling in hair school. Like I, I, it will be, I would be lucky if I got one client a, a day. I will still work my job. You know, I will still go to a job every day, but still, you know, promoting my hair, you know, stuff on, uh, on social media and still trying to go to school. So it, it most definitely was a struggle. It took me like a year and a half 
to finish school. Um, however, but once I got, um, I, once I went to that salon, I kind of built my clientele a little bit. And then once I ventured off and got my own business, the challenges was were pretty much trying to stay true to myself you know, into trying to to stay in my own lane and not compare myself to other stylists who were established already, you know, and I had to give myself grace because I had only, I had only been doing hair what, about a year and a half, two years. And so comparison, comparison, you know, was, was a big deal. And, it, and I, honestly, I still struggle with it today, you know, trying to compare myself and thinking that I'm not, you know, good enough or not adequate enough, you know, or, or whatever that may be. Um, and finances, since I was making, more money, you know, and like they say, more money, more problems. That was a struggle trying to get, you know, uh, be more responsible with my finances. So it was most definitely a struggle. And I'm, well, of course, I, I have not arrived. However, I'm, you know, a whole lot better than what I am now. But I would say those are my biggest struggles individuality, you know, knowing who I am, um, who God says I am, and reminding myself about that, you know, and not yeah. comparing myself in comparison, steal my joy and my purpose away from me. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm you said a couple things that were like really yeah. good. First was that for anybody <laughs> who is challenged by the purpose when you're doing something you hate. Like that's not, and, and it's hard because callings chase us almost to sure. the point of like it infiltrates in us. Mm-hmm. Like I know for me, like I always wanted to be out of mental health because I was like, this, this is not going to reap nothing, guy. Like that was just my thought process in school. Like they don't pay us enough in these jobs. When I was in grad school, I was like, I'm going to cap at 60K, maybe 50, 50, really 50K a year. And I'm like, that's not, to me, abundance. Right. How does this work in purpose? And then in my back of my mind, I'm like, I know you called me to be a business owner, entrepreneur. How can this make sense? And so running away from wanting to run away from the calling and it just chases you down. And it becomes like, I tell people all the time, it becomes like this dissatisfaction when you're not in the place you want to be. And so I love what you said with like, when you felt the dissatisfaction, you immediately ran to the calling instead of like ignoring it exactly. have, mm-hmm. or letting the old mindset of, oh, those are for people who don't go to college. Because to be quite honest, you're probably <laughs> making banks, sis, you know what I'm saying? And so, <laughs> period. So, you know, it's like, who's to say that this is always exactly. the path when you really listen to God, you find you do beyond what you think you can do. I mean, Ty, you know, I've talked to you about the stuff I'm doing. I'm like, how? Still. Right. How is he <laughs> provided? How is he, how is he making like my, my head spin? You know what I'm saying? Just in obedience. And so I think that goes into my next question of just like, how do you, what does it mean to you to dedicate your business back to God? Heading my business back to God, um, to me, looks like um, on a, as a, a broad you, answer. And before you answer that question, mm-hmm. let me say, let me kind of give some. Okay. Some People say, "May God the CEO," but do you really know? Like, like that really means full surrenderance. It's not this fancy thing of making God the boss. Shay, it's not. It is a statement. 
like when Jesus says, take up your cross and, and follow me, yes. he's literally saying, you have honestly has to give your life up, your expectations, sure. what you think it's going to look like, what you think it's going to be, and give all that up to follow me, even in the midst of what you think the world might, all this extra hoofla branding, like not to say that that doesn't mean anything, but that even in that, God can still bless you abundantly even without all those things. And so I think that when we make God the CEO, not only does he walk us through business school, let's be honest, the hard knocks of business school, real big. <laughs> but also he, he creates in us a heart to sustain the blessing he's given us. And that causes you to literally not do what the world does. It means Definitely. you're not following the standard you're not doing what everybody every stylist is doing you're not doing mm-hmm. every person on my end like course wise or um as an influencer or whatever is doing or a podcaster is doing it is simply the business school of the lord and that looks so different and so for you going back to the question what does it mean for you to dedicate your business to god it that means um a broad answer um um, not making a single decision without inquiring of God first, whether it be God, what kind of color to buy to put on this person's head, God, what temperature to put my flat iron on, you know, before I flat iron this woman's hair, God, how hard should I come? God, like, I mean, just, just literally inviting the Holy Spirit in, in every decision that I make. Um, that's, that's, that's the big thing, praying for my clients, you know, um, praying, you know, for myself and, and just letting God lead the way in every single day. Like God, like I said, I'm, I'm showing up, I'm trusting on you, you know, leaning on you to, to do the rest. That makes a difference. Um, cause you're not in, in that sense, you're not just going with the flow, you know, you're not just doing whatever. Um, like your day is orchestrated and that leaves less room for error, you know, and at the end of the day, even if things does not go perfectly, I know that I invited, you know, God in. So I know that they went the way that they were intending to go, you know, if that makes sense. Um, and so even with um, like, uh, I lost my train of thought, even with um, resting, you know, uh, even in, in resting, that's how I dedicate my business back to God, um, not overworking, you know, myself, not having a hustler, you know, mentality. Now, don't get me wrong, how work, you know, you have to work hard. Um, so like I said, um, rewind back when I first, even when I got first got my, um, my calling and I recognized my purpose, I didn't stop working. You know, I didn't quit my job. I didn't say, Oh, okay, I'm going to chill now. I'm going to let the clients come to me. No, like I still got up and went to a job that I hated, you know, every day. Because guess what? You still have to do your responsibility. You know, you still have responsibilities. And so that's that's kind of like what a lot of business owners do. You know, they get a word from God and then they just stop completely and go, you know, down another track. Um, example, a perfect example, King David. Like he knew he was going to be, you know, the king. However, when he got the word, he didn't leave, um, you know, like he was still a shepherd. Like he didn't leave his, his flock. He still had to, to do that job until the opportunity came. One thing led to another to where he was able to get to the palace. So you most definitely have to do, continue to do your work 
where you are now because guess what? That creates work ethic. And you cannot be a business owner without work ethic. You just cannot. Um, and, and a lot of times we feel like it's one or the other, but, um, you know, or work my nine to five or and you can attest to this or be business on it. Like you, you do both, you know, you do both because most definitely they're all working together. And until you can get to the point where you're now a full blown business on it, but guess what? The work still doesn't stop. Yeah, you're does. still working. Like it's even more work. So you have to build their work ethic. However, but me dedicating my business over to God is me not um, relying on my own strength, you know, because my strength run out. Um, I'm not working sun up to sundown, trying to pin and pinch and get every dollar that I can, you know, if that makes sense. I'm, I'm chasing a dollar. Yeah, exactly. Chasing a dollar. I'm not chasing a dollar. You know, I'm walking in my purpose. I'm operating in what I'm, you know, supposed to be doing. And the money is is coming. The money is just coming. If I'm tired, I take a break, you know, and, and I honor the concept of the Sabbath because it is just a concept. It's not a specific day or time. You know, it's a concept. I rest when I need to. And most definitely spend time, you know, with God. I take that time out to spend time with him. Um, that's the most important thing. We feel a lot of times in business, we feel as though our business life and spiritual life or our business life, spiritual life and personal life is separate, but it's all, it's not separate. It's, it's all one and the same. Exactly. So if you're lacking in one area, you're most definitely going to be lacking in another. And so I just kind of um, line all of it together. You know, I, I, I make spending time with God a, a priority. And my business life and my personal life just falls in line. So that's that's a, a big thing that's important to me is, you know, and like you said, not conforming to, you know, the standards of the world and what you what um, people on social media say that you should do with your business. You know, like I don't have to honestly, I feel like I'm so confident in God. I could never not post another picture. And I'm and I'm confident that he will still send the clients to me. You get what I'm saying? Like that's I will single handedly keep you exactly. there. I will. Okay. I will. I will. Okay. Yes, I, I know you will. <laughs> but yes, that to me is dedicating my business to God, doing what I know, you know, God wants me to do, and not what everybody else, you know, is doing. Um, even with my personal image, you know, like it, it people say, oh well. Um, you know, people shouldn't judge you about how you, how you look, you know, stuff like that and what you do outside of your business. But at the same time, it's all the same. You know, it's, it's your personal business. It's, it's not separate. So how you present yourself to the world, especially on social media, says a lot about you. And since I'm confident in who I am and I know who God says I am and I know that I'm called to be, you know, a, a certain way. So I have to live above reproach, even in my personal life, you know not being tempted to post, you know, certain stuff that would diminish my life, you know, in Christ. So all of that, you know, all of it, the combination of all of that yeah. is how I dedicate, you know, my business back over to God, mm-hmm. keeping him number one, you know, letting him orchestrate my decision making big or small, no matter what it is, and taking time to myself and relying on him to, you know, to, to do the rest and not operate in my own strength. So you dropped so many gems. One of the ones (laughs) I wanted to pull out was this idea of, oh, I forgot that fast. But there's this thing you were talking about when when you were saying how all of it encompasses all together. And how you said, I got to make sure I spend time with God. Not only that, but as a hairstylist, you're also like your client's outlet. You're their space. You my space, sis. Okay, I just, you my space. (laughs) But I know I'm your space too. And I think that that is a big thing because if you're not full, 
I can't pour. You can't pour. And above doing hair, I'm called to pour. Exactly. And that's it. And so that's why I most definitely definitely have to be on point. Because doing hair, like, that's my ministry. You know, we're all whatever. We're all called to to, to do ministry, you know, to do ministry and to tell people about God. Your job is pretty much just your avenue, you know, of doing that. So doing hair is my ministry. So guess what? I got to I got to be on point. Like I said, I, you, like you said, you never know who's going to come in needing to hear from God. I have countless stories of just how God has orchestrated a conversation to where I'm literally saving some, giving someone an invitation to Christ in my chair. Like had to shut the door, lock the door, you know, like we crying, shout like countless of times. It could be something as simple as. Someone, um, I, I remember one of my clients um, had came in and, and um, she was, um, I, I knew her, but I didn't know like her family, whatever. And God just kind of guided me and, and said, ask her about her mom. You know, I had, we had never talked about her mom. Like, no, that I just said, how is your mom doing, girl? And the tears, she just started crying, just <laughs> randomly come to find out she had not spoke to her mom in months and they were struggling with some stuff. She was here alone, you know, by herself and she really needed Jesus. And so I had, a, I had to have a word for her. You know, so in that sense, it's my responsibility because it's literally life or death. You know, I have to stay in the presence of God because it's life or death for someone else, you know, who does not know him, you know, literally. And so what 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 is it to say of myself if I missed the opportunity because I was in a bad mood, you know, or if I missed the opportunity because I know I did not spend as much time with God this week? you know, for him to be able to, to speak to me, to speak to someone else. Mm-hmm. Now it is, a it is, it, it's, it's most definitely a, it's a high calling, you know, it is, but like I said, it's, it's life or death yeah. and someone did it for me, you know? And so it, it it's our duty to, to make sure that we're on point doing it for someone else. Mm-hmm. And so it's, um it, it can be hard, but that's why you have to stay in the presence of God. Because like I said, our strength runs out. You know, and of course, I'm not doing it in my own strength. I'm doing it because he's equipping me, you know, exactly. to do it. So. Exactly. And yeah. I think, too, like to even frame that more, like there have been times even I'm like, tired. you OK? Like you good? For sure. And, and, and honestly, and you and that's another thing. You have to have other people, spirit filled people around you. Girl. Because when you come in. A lot of times, and I'm telling you, I'm like, girl, no, like, I'm not like, I'm tired. I'm tired of talking to these people. Like, um, I need some pointing to myself, you know, so a lot of times the chair, my chair is the moment for someone else to pour into me. So that's why it's also important to have spirit filled people around you. So thank you. I'm grateful for you. I love you, too. (laughs) You know, you my outlet and because, you know, I'll be going off and only (laughs) that. But it's a space for you as well. And I think, again, that's like you said, it is a high calling because we are positioned. And and I say that very, very much so because you're not in a church. You are the church. You're not exactly. in a pulpit. You're standing up doing hair. Yes. And if that's the life of death, that's the gospel. Jesus was sure. everywhere. He was walking mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. everywhere. And everywhere. so it's not, it doesn't always have to be when, like, when we talk about kingdom entrepreneurship or making God the CEO of your business. It doesn't always have to be in a pulpit. You're positioned in a place where people come and they can get a word from God. But not only that, knowing somebody is taking care of them. And so I think, like you said, dedicating your business goes back to God, it becomes all encompassing because you're positioned in a place where it's not not it's not traditional. 
but it's also very much so you're still representing him. And so kingdom being and having him, that's why I said it's not just a fancy title. It's literally a sacrifice to yourself. Yes, it uh, is. I cannot, like it's a way of life. For yeah, sure. I cannot yeah. be my own. I have to, in a very, in a very like simple way, being obedient. So I'm going to switch gears and even go into some of the things you're now doing that you ain't released yet. But even talk about not being scared to do the God ideas. Because also making God the CEO, God will give you an idea that you're looking at him like, how we can do that? Uh, excuse me, say what? Are you, are you talking to me, sir? Right. Exactly. And so talk about for yourself the process of even doing the God ideas and not fearing. So, yeah. Um, so being in communication with God um, is um, just like with any other relationship. You begin to, as you spend more time with him, as you build a relationship with him, you begin to recognize his voice, you know, more and more. Um, and you get familiar with him. Um, and just like if, you know, now me and you are friends, we have built our relationship. So when you call me on the phone, like I will automatically know it's you, whether I had your number saved or not, you know. And also, if someone wants to tell me, oh, you said X, Y, Z, I now know your character enough to know, OK, she didn't say that. Or, yeah, yeah she did say that. You know, you get what I'm saying? Like, it's the same thing with God. Like, you, ha- we have we have to keep the line of communication open so that way. When he does give you those spiritual cues, you know, is you can differentiate his voice between his voice and your voice or his voice and others, you know, people's voices. And so the more and more I spend time with God, the more I hear from him and the more I know, OK, this is from God. And two, um, the, the mind blowing thing that I have discovered, the more that I align my life with God, the more my thoughts don't different from his thoughts, you know, if that makes sense. The things that I want line up with the things that he wants for me. So that way, all of it is the will of God. You know, if, if, if that makes that, sense. That, that's say, so good. That's yes. so good, girl. People always they, say, oh, if God's willing. But I mean, if you're lined up, you know, if you're if you are in line with God, anything that you desire is God's will. You girl, know? that's so good. Yes. I don't even think you're like, <laughs> yes, because then you get to this place of like, Everything I do, I want to please the Father. But not only that, exactly. my true desire is to always walk in integrity. My true desire is to always treat customers with respect. My true mm-hmm. desire is if I'm on vacation and there's an issue, I need to take care of it. Like it becomes urgent and things mm-hmm. like that. That's good, especially in business. But I'm not going to interrupt you. Keep going, sis. My bad. <laughs> uh, what was the question? The question was the God idea. <laughs> yes, the question was the okay. God idea. Yes, yes. So... Because when that's and I, and I ask this question because I think people will say, "Well, God told me to do this, and it's a year from now, and you still ain't did it." And then I always say, "What's the last thing God told you to do, and how come yep. you have not done it? Yes, how come you have not taken the step?" And so mm-hmm. when it comes to like being in business, because is because even when you're in business, God wants to always give us abundance. He wants us to scale. He wants us to mm-hmm. grow. He wants his spirit in the earth. And so even with that and blessing us with our obedience, he will throw ideas your way that you're yes. like, this is brilliant. I don't even know where this came from. How did this come yes. from you? And so with <laughs> that, he's expe- in that expectation in the father, like if I'm giving you this idea, go run with it. 
And so exactly. when you don't, we are taking opportunity to be disobedient. Delayed obedience is still disobedience. It's disobedience, period. And so it's, with that, though, how for you as a business owner, when you get the ideas to do clip-ins or get the ideas to do all the other stuff you're doing, how is that, how do you even be like, okay, God, I'm doing these things? So, um, firstly, I'll say I, I feel as though um, these, day, these day and age, people underestimate the significance of writing things down. Um, God feeds all of his children vision every single day. I feel like every, every day God is feeding us something. And the thing about it is the enemy comes to steal it from us. So that's how we get a thought then. Oh, and we lose it, you know, because the enemy does not want it to come to pass. That's where writing it down comes in it because that's literally you writing it down and like you're writing a, a, a contract. You're you know, writing the vision. You're writing, exactly. You're writing the vision, making plan. Like he didn't say that for, for nothing. It's for, it's so, once it's on paper, the enemy cannot steal that, you yeah. know, because now it's, it's set in stone. This is, this is something that I can, this is, it's God's way of saying for, to reminding you of his promise, you know, of, of his vision. Mm. And so uh, Pastor Mike Todd um, said once that it's, it's so many, um, so much potential, so many ideas um, that are in the grave, you know, with so many people who God gave it to all because they simply did not write it down, you know? So first of all, that's, that's a, that has been a game changer for me writing down every single thing, whether I think it's from God or not, writing down every single thing, every single idea, especially business wise, excuse me, that, uh, that God has, has given me and one thought leads to another. And, and that way you can keep up and backtrack. Oh, this is when God told me that. Oh, this is when God told me this. Okay, boom. This is what he wants me to do now. And so I feel as though just um, getting in a habit of doing that helps me to stay on track with what he's telling me to do. Um, um, like I, I can disclose it now later on, I'll be launching a um, flat iron line. And you gave me that idea, you know, like, it's, it, it's, it's so crazy to now even think about it. And, I, and I, I, I discussed it with you. I looked back in my journal the other day and I remember the day that I wrote it down. If I want to have to write it down, I truly do not believe that I will be launching it this year. And that's just the truth. And so that's why it's important to number one, have your own personal relationship and again, have people around you to most definitely speak into you and feed into you. And because God, that's the, and I feel like people take that for granted too, having other people speak, you know, into you because relationships is, is really the number one way is the number one way that God, you know, like does ministry, like ministry flows through, exactly. Ministry flows through relationships. And so God most definitely uses other people to speak a word to you, especially if you're not familiar with his voice yourself. And And so is that you took that back to him. Yes, exactly. I took it back to him, most definitely, and say, God, is this what you really want me to do? So most definitely test every word. You know, you most definitely test one of every syllable, every every single letter. Exactly what you want me to do. And after that, he started showing me ways to do it. You know, uh, Google this, search that. You know, I mean, just just small, anything like that. But, and something else you pointed out, you have to execute. I feel like People, you you don't have, you can only have as much confidence as, in yourself as you can in Christ. And so that's where people lack it, honestly. And people feel like, oh, um, um, what they can't figure out what they're doing wrong. And it always revolves back to the source. You're not spending, spending enough time with God. You know, that, if you're, if that pretty much, like, is your playing field, like, that's your gauge. Yep, like, for an example, 
Go ahead. And I was going to say, not even that, but I'm going to take it a step further. People sometimes don't spend time with God because they're, I've heard, I'm scared of what he's going to say. Well, he's only going to tell you the thing to the right mm-hmm. thing. To do. Exactly. Becomes, exactly. And that becomes a thing where at that point you're rebelling. And when we rebel, we're literally resisting the father and we're mm-hmm. walking in our own will, which is pride so- and Going the longer path than what you and that doesn't line up with who he is because God looks for obedience and then looks for the step. And I remember there was this one time, and then I'm gonna go to um that you finished, but I was asking God a question and I was like, Well, Father, I need you to provide the finance. I think I was going on the podcast retreat or something last year, and I was like, God, I need you to provide the finances. I don't know, I don't want to take it out of my personal stuff. And he's like, I've given you an idea to sell. Just do it. Why have you, why are you asking me? <laughs> why are you asking me and I've given you, almost like I've given you a tool to use and why are you not using it? But you're looking back at me like, what's going on? Because we use that as procrastination. It's only procrastination. Ooh, ooh. You know, and I was Oh, I'm going to pray about oh, it. And I was scared. You fearful. already know what to do. So you're begging. It's like you're begging for something that you already have in your hands. Exactly. Yeah. A execution plan that's going to bring forth abundance, whether that's, whether that's healing, whether it's whatever. And it becomes a thing where you have to, at that point, be obedient. Okay. There's no way around obedience. Period. Period. No, no way around it, sis. You're going to be... No way around. That's why years from now, you're still thinking about the old thing you should have did a long time ago. Like, exactly. Because you didn't do the last thing exactly. that you knew to do. Exactly. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.